Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Peck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee. It is a beautiful Thursday morning here in Columbia. Hope you guys out there are having a great day. It's Thursday, like I said, and it is just another day closer to Friday Night Football, and we will be talking about all of that. But first, Mo, what's up? How's it going? It's going all right. How about you? Well, uh, after I picked my hard up out of my gut and my jaw up off the floor after I got a phone call from the Tennessee Highway Patrol this morning. <laughs> Everything's fine. Hey, yeah. uh, you don't get a phone call at 9 o'clock in the morning that, from uh, Sergeant whomever at the Tennessee Highway Patrol and, and not have some worry. That'll that'll rock you a little bit, yeah. It's all good, though. They're just having a DUI checkpoint in Spring Hill on saturday so from what time to what time (laughs) i have no idea where 431 and i don't know i I wasn't listening to him (laughs) i was trying to figure out why he was calling me i I guess we're not going to be in spring hill on saturday or drunk so exactly i mean we we should be in good shape anyway all good all good um plenty to talk about today obviously we have eight football games this week which is a a lot uh as JP is working to get a live video feed onto our Facebook page, we appreciate that. So, so if you it, want to check that out, you can go to our Facebook page at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Yeah, go ahead and be paying attention. Follow the page, like the page, and the live video will pop up, I'm sure, shortly. He's working pretty feverishly at that. Yeah, we... We we started working on the video and didn't start recording, so that's always good. <laughs> that means that means we have to record the first hour from. Yeah, it's all good. Got anyway, lot, got a lot going on. Yeah, we 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 probably we need we need about five more minutes in the morning. <laughs> oh man! So yesterday we talked to Coach Bronson Bradley from Mount Pleasant. And if you want to listen to that interview, you can go back to, on our podcast and check that out. Again, that's uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today or SM-TN Sports Today on podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, whatever. We were talking about his game against Zion Christian because finally it looks as though Mount Pleasant is going to have their full roster of players for the first time yeah it looks like they are about as at full strength as they have been all year and and obviously um coming off that win this past weekend against loretta that 27 20 victory um big performance from xavier davidson and like you said they um and like he said yesterday morning when we spoke with him got some continuity up front which is um so important for them and um 
particularly in what they do offensively. Yeah, and they're going to have they're going to need some offense because they're playing one of the top offenses in the area in Zion Christian who has a pretty good quarterback Luke Perko who is he leads Murray County. He doesn't lead the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports coverage area, but he leads Murray County in both passing and rushing yards. He's had an impressive season to this point. And, um, you know, especially coming in behind Mark Lowry and the job that he had done out there for the past four years at quarterback for Zion, I think that was kind of a question mark. But I wonder if it was less of a question mark within the program and just more of one for those who were kind of watching and, and trying to figure things out. He has really performed at a high level while playing linebacker on defense as well. So he's he's really done it all for Zion this season. Yeah, he's definitely the guy that you want to have on your team if you are uh, any high school team because he's a guy who, who does – he's not selfish. He's completely unselfish and will do whatever it takes for the team to be – successful yeah and and again he's he's performing well um as you said leads murray county in both rushing and in passing um 628 passing yards four touchdowns i'm i'm sorry 628 rushing yards four touchdowns 865 passing yards 13 touchdowns just five picks so been very productive in an offense that's really needed that yeah, they're definitely definitely going to need it this week. I, I really expect this game to be a shootout. Both these teams score in different ways when they are, you know, performing at their peak. Again, Zion wants to throw it around, and they've got some receivers they can throw it to. Sam Sullivan leads the county in receiving with them. Um, 21 catches, 322 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, but they've also got a couple of other guys who have been quite productive in, on the um, on the other end of Perko's passes, particularly Davis Duffy and Sam Duffy. So um, they like to throw it. Obviously, when Mount Pleasant's doing what they do in that wing tee, they're going to run it well. We spoke about um, Xavier Davidson and the big game that he had against Loretta last week. Um, we've talked about Keevan Cooper, the freshman. Um, Coach Bradley said that he's a little banged up with a hamstring, not sure how effective or how much they're going to have him Friday. Um, LaDante Patton, Bubba Patton, um, you know, they've they've got some guys. And, and the quarterback, Tavarius Strayhorn, can, can keep it and get the edge as well. So it'll be two different approaches offensively, but – both of them have had some success at times, Mount Pleasant here recently in particular. And I expect that, again, we know that Zion Christian can put up points. It's going to be a matter of can they contain that run game? Can they contain the winged tee offense? That is going to be the question. You know, it's especially when you're talking about a team like Mount Pleasant who does have several very good athletes and that's um it's going to be a, it's going to be exciting to watch on Friday and we'll have full coverage of it so there's that yeah it's going to be interesting i think and and we'll we'll be making our picks later in the show as well but um we've talked all year about Zion's depth and you know particularly up front 
and it'll be interesting to see how they match up you know, in the trenches on both sides of the ball, particularly their defensive line against Mount Pleasant's offensive line, Dontavious Ellison and those guys up there, because if they can mash on them for four quarters, it it could get tough late with not being able to sub and that kind of thing. So I think that'll be something to keep an eye on as that game progresses. Sure, and I think both teams are are struggling with both depth and conditioning issues as we talked about with Bronson Bradley yesterday that you know his team has not been able to play a full four quarters and a full you know slate of games this year mm-hmm. so that is being you know that is an issue with this particular team being you know they they've not had the same offensive line combination this year and that sort of thing so i fully expect that depth and and conditioning will affect both teams. Mm-hmm. Who it affects more potentially in the fourth quarter is where we find out, you know, the, where the game is won. Right. Yeah. So we have a, like I said, a full slate of high school football games to talk about today. In the next segment, we will talk with Summit head coach Brian Coleman in our by design cabinetry game of the week. That is Shelbyville at Summit. That is a Region 5, 5A massive tilt. It's a the championship game for Summit. If they win, they will have locked up the Region 5, 5A title. We'll also talk about, of course, Columbia Central at Page and then Dixon County at Independence, all in this hour. Next hour, we have more games and everything else. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you can um... – Give us a call or shoot us a text if you've got something that you want to ask Brian Coleman or ask us. 931-381-1017. Give us a shout. That's right. 931-381-1017. Call or text. You can also find us on social media at SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports on Facebook. When we come back, we're going to talk about, again, that by design cabinetry game of the week. Shovel at Summit, and we'll talk with Coach Brian Coleman of the Summit Spartans when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow here along with Maurice Patton, J.P. Plant on the board. Thought we were going to be on Facebook Live this morning. We are not. That's okay. You should listen to us here on WKOM anyway. <laughs> it is week nine of high school football, and Maurice, as of right this second, it is 10, 9, 28 in the morning on October 15th, 
typically after we get off the air on Thursday, we have some sort of ridiculous news. But as of right this second, week nine will be the first time this season in which all of our area teams will play their scheduled opponent. It's pretty amazing. That's insane. To think about. But but at the same time, again, uh, kudos to everybody who has, you know, kept things together and managed to play a pretty representative schedule, even if it wasn't the one that they had mapped out months ago. So, you know, we've still got football. We're going into week nine. We're approaching the playoffs, that kind of thing. Um, And the fact that we've gotten to this point, that we've been able to play football to this point, is you know an accomplishment i think absolutely and speaking of the playoffs we have a massive region 5 5a tilt on slate for friday night at spartan stadium in spring hill where summit hosts shelbyville and again like i said earlier this will be the 5 5a championship for summit if the spartans get a win they will lock up the Region 5-5A championship. And to talk about that game, we have with us Summit Head Coach Brian Coleman. Coach, welcome in. What's up, man? How are y'all? Good How morning. are you doing, Coach? All right, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday, and we're almost to Friday, so that's a good thing. That's that's very true. That's very true. Coach, coming out of last week's win, or coming out into Franklin County, you guys kind of got off to a rough start. It was maybe a little rust after being off for a couple weeks, maybe? Oh, yeah, it was very sloppy. Uh, we threw an early pick. Uh, I mean, it was just, I don't know. I mean, we had played a quarter against Clarksville Northwest, basically, and uh, then mm-hmm. Paige got canceled on that Thursday. So, you know, it had been a while since we'd actually played. Uh I don't know. It's just rusty. I mean, a win's a win, but it sure was ugly. <laughs> but you have to you have to feel better going into this week now that you've gotten that kind of maybe that gotten that rust off a little. I hope so. Yeah, I hope <laughs> it doesn't. I hope it doesn't bleed over to this game for sure because uh, we're in for one heck of a fight and uh, probably one that we can't win if we play like we did last Friday. But uh, you know, I you know good week of practice, film study things of that nature to, uh, you know, to improve from last week and, uh, you know, face a good Shelbyville team. You know, you talk about that Shelbyville team, Brian. They've um, they struggled out of the gate this season with a new coach and that kind of thing. You know, what are you seeing out of them of late? Well, yeah, of late they're getting, they're getting in the groove, especially offensively. Uh, I think he brought a different brand of football to Shelbyville that they were used to. Uh, I think he's wanting to be a physical football team, run the football, things like that. Uh, I don't they were used to that. And, you know, like any situation, when you bring a new coaching staff in, uh, you know, they've got to get used to each other. And because of the COVID, you know, I don't think, you know, he could get his stuff this summer. So, uh, you know, they're getting better and better. Uh, and also, heck, we can play until home, and it turns out it looks like they're pretty good. So, uh, they're getting their stride. Uh, they're, very, they're playing very well. Quarterback's very good. Cunningham's very good. Good runner. Um, good passer. Uh, the running back's doing number 10. He's doing a great job. So, uh, you know, we are got a big test for our defense this week for sure. Yeah, you say that as you look at their scores, besides that 38-13 loss to Tullahoma in week one, they have scored close to 30 points at the minimum each night. Yeah. So, I guess with that said, 
this is a good week to have Keaton Wade at full go. Yeah, but uh, he won't play. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he won't. He's 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 not going to play this week. Uh, got a little soreness in that foot, so sure. uh, you know, with a bunch of he's just not gonna he's just not going to go this week. <clears throat> All righty then. That's uh, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's unfortunate for everyone involved because obviously you need you want to be at full strength against a team like Shelbyville. When you have a when you have a guy like Destin Wade, how does that help you prepare for a guy like Cade Cunningham who also has the ability to make plays with his legs? No, oh, that's true. I mean, the guys see it in practice all the time. Uh, you know, athletic quarterbacks can run. Uh, yeah, so it it makes scout team a whole lot easier. So. You know, we're trying to not get Destin beat up in practice, but also to give the guys a good look. So, uh, you know, he does do a little bit of that and run around in the pocket. So, yeah, and, and that helps out the defense for sure. What are you looking for in this game? What 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 is what do you expect to be the biggest key for your team in getting a win to, tomorrow? Night? Uh, most definitely, the, the most definitely the biggest key for us is defensively. You know, we got to slow them down. Uh, I'm sure they're going to make some plays. Uh, make some big plays, but we just have to kind of touch that and, and limit those big plays. Uh, I mean, we've had an offensively, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of late playoff football. You've got to protect the football. You got to play good defense. So those are the two things that are going to, you know, be key. We can't throw interceptions. We can't lay the ball on the ground and the defense uh, can't give plays and has to, uh, you know, limit them. And with that said, Brian, I know you would feel better if you guys had been on the field throughout this season rather than a couple of games here and a break and a couple of games and a break and that kind of thing. How do yeah. you how do you overcome that lack of continuity, that lack of rhythm that you guys have suffered I mean, through? Yeah, it's just uh, trying to get work in, trying to do as much as we can in practice. Uh, you know, that we kind of figured on the Overton week, we were kind of beat up a lot. Uh, that was early in the year. Uh, had shoot, We were on our sixth string running back at that point. Uh, and then we got into the page week. The page week was really disappointing. We were ready to play. You know, we were ready to get things going. Uh, found out that Thursday, probably about noon, a little bit later. So I was scrambling, trying to get a game, uh, you know, calling teams like Tullahoma and such. Uh, closest game we could get was Memphis, and we couldn't get a charter bus. We couldn't go early, so that just didn't work out. Uh, I mean, and, I, and we've got another week open next week now. And, again, I just – back and forth you really don't know what to do honestly as a coaching staff uh you know next week we're now we're getting close to the playoffs so i mean we've always had that our bye we enjoy that being our bye to get you know healthy again for the playoffs so so right now we're going to keep it the bye uh maybe the wrong decision maybe the right i don't know we'll see if that's the right decision or not uh you know columbia academy really if you about... need somebody yeah I know. <laughs> just saying we're uh <laughs> I mean, no charter bus needed. We're just trying. Uh, yeah, we're trying to just you know get this week over with and 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 try to wrap up this region championship. We haven't done that in a, a few years. Uh, only one time in school history. So uh, you know, just working on this game this week for now. You know, you've played without Keaton for all but last week, so yeah. I don't guess it's as much of a transition not having him this week. Having said that, what's the impact of not being able to get him out there, especially as you try to make your push toward the playoffs? 
Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's a special player. I mean, you know, he's being recruited by everybody. He's got the star. I mean, he's he's a special dude. Uh, he changes things when he's on our defense. Uh, but then, uh, I mean, but then again, we have to look for the, his future. We uh, he can't re-injure that foot, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And also, we're looking towards playoffs too. We need him, you know, at 100 uh, percent for the playoffs. So, so you know, this is a this that was a hard blow, but you know, we move on from it uh like you said we played however many games without him so uh we'll be just fine but would love to have him at the same rate defensively who is where he would be uh we'll move some things around probably move gavin wells the outside linebacker uh just things like that and move maybe another defensive lineman in to take his spot to go to a four-man front see that's the thing about keaton he's so diverse he can we can change from a three-man front to a four-man front with him because he's strong enough to put his hand on the ground and rush the passer from the edge. Also, he's athletic enough to go, uh, you know, cover the flats and coverage or any kind of pass coverage you need. So it usually takes a couple people to replace just one person and that being Keaton. Talking with Brian Coleman, summit football head coach, coach, as you look at this region, obviously the last Last year was a big year for you guys region-wise as you were the three seed and obviously won your first-round game. And that that cross-region is extremely tough with Beach and Hillsboro and Gallatin and the like. So what... It, what has it been like this year in that region, in, in your region, as far as the competition level and preparing your team for the playoffs? No, I think a lot of our teams in our region got better too. I mean, we're our three and four seeds are going to be some pretty good football team. I think Franklin County's got a whole lot better. Columbia's up and down, but you know, there are certain weeks you don't want to play Columbia. I mean, they, you know, one week they look really good, and and I mean they're beating. I think they beat the Knowlesville team, who's who's very good. So, uh, you know, we haven't played Lincoln County yet. I, I've seen them a couple times. I know they have a really really good quarterback. So, I mean, and Page is is young, but they're getting a whole lot better. Uh, that quarterback they have is great. So, I mean, we've got a good region too. Um, but on the same rate, I think a number one seed in our region is pretty important for that first round game. You get that first round game at home. You're not having to play a beach or a Gallatin or a Hillsboro first round. So, you know, this, this region, this uh, region championship is very important game for us. At the same time, it didn't seem to bother you to not have that number one seed well, last year. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's not the end of the world. If you don't, it's nice. Your road's just a little bit tougher. Uh, I mean, but again, the, that'll be our statement. You know, we've done it. We were three and made it to the championship game, so it, it can definitely be done. But you know, it's a tough road. You gotta, you gotta be a good road team for sure. Yeah, although it, it may, you may end up having to play Hillsboro anyway at the one seed, which is not ideal because of, you know, region losses or region non-contests. So who yeah. knows? It, it could be who in the world. Who in the world knows who's going to figure that out with yeah, <laughs> with them starting. Uh, that's that's why they make the big bucks for TWSLA because yeah, those Metro teams are going to have so many wins, so many losses. They've only played what two or three games right now. So right. even and and still even with Page, look at Page. Uh, they got a no contest against us. So maybe they're a three and a one team. Maybe the, maybe Page is three and one. Maybe. Uh, team that they're going against is three and two well who gets that seed i mean 
is that set? I don't, I, I don't know. So, you know, it's going to be weird for some people to make some decisions to figure out how that's all going to work. Yeah. We, we talked to, to Bernard Childress and he basically told us the tiebreakers haven't changed, but we're curious about win percentage. If, if, if number of wins on that left side makes a difference versus number of losses on the right side. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll tell you what's going to be fun is tomorrow night at Spartan Stadium when you guys take on Shovel, and I will be there. I'm really excited about it. I know it will be live here on WKOM 1017 with Mike Epley and Matt Rogers. Really excited about this game, Coach. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I mean, this is what I mean. This is what high school football is about, to play good games like that. We had two great battles with them last year, so I expect nothing less this time. Just, uh, just hope we can uh, you know, play mistake-free and, and limit their big plays and, and come out with a win. Absolutely. Coach, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, we appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, boys. See you. Oh, man. Brian Coleman talking with us this morning from Summit High School. Uh, that's that's kind of unfortunate news to hear Keaton Wade won't be playing in this one. <laughs> that is kind of unfortunate news, kind of surprising news. You know, he, um, he played sparingly on offense in that Franklin County game last week, but the one touch he got, he made it count. 21-yard touchdown catch from Brother Destin. Um, not sure how much run he got on defense, but, you know, they wanted to get sore his foot sore yeah they wanted to knock some of the rust off obviously and and get him back out there um i think that's a positive though the fact that he was able to get some time in and get some game speed it also shows that he did need a little bit extra time on that foot mm -hmm. so i'd rather him have played last week and and got that got got some you know some some legs under him versus trying to come out maybe this week and you find out mid-game and you have to change your game plan. There is that. There's that. So, um, But as Brian was saying, this, this defense is going to be challenged tomorrow night against Shelbyville 5-2 and two on the year. They got that season opening loss against Tullahoma that, like you said, doesn't look quite so bad at this point. But in their last three games, they have scored – 44, 66, and 50 points. Those were against Centennial, Lincoln County, which is a region game, and over at Cleveland this past weekend. So whatever Josh Pickett has got them doing over there offensively, they're doing it pretty well. Oh, there's no question. I mean, what do you – it's it's really simple. It's This is a simple game. You know, you run, you block, and you tackle. That's, that's a simple – as it gets and in this particular game i think you have to understand that that's where you're going to have to be you're going to have to do the simple things correctly because both of these teams are dynamic on offense it's just going to be a matter of who makes more mistakes and and who makes the plays defensively yeah i mean there's going to be a play here a play there last time these two teams met it was a 20 to 12 win for summit in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And the time before that was a tough loss in the regular season, and Summit struggled with turnovers in the, in that affair. That was um, – Destin missed that game? or Destin Dest did miss that game. Uh, well, Or no. was that the one that where he came back and they – He came back in that game, but he, he was – He, he was, was not 100%. Yeah, yeah, and um, – 
And so taking care of the football offensively is going to be a, a big key for Summit as well, as um, as Coach Coleman alluded to here just now. And that's what we expect. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about some more Region 5-5A action as Columbia Central travels to Page. We'll get to that and more when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. We just talked with Brian Coleman of Summit High School. They take on Shelbyville in a big Region 5-5A tilt on Friday night. It is our by design cabinetry game of the week. Also in Region 5-5A, Columbia Central travels to Page in what could be one of the biggest games as far as playoff seating is concerned. Mo, you'll be over on Arno Road tomorrow night. For the second time this week. For the second time this week. What are your expectations? <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, because as as um, as Coach Coleman alluded to in that last segment, you know, there are nights when you don't want to play Columbia Central. And, exactly. And there are nights when... That's not necessarily the case, and you don't know which night it is until you show up. And that's an issue. It really is for both teams. That's the thing is it's an issue for both teams because if you if you know which, which Columbia team you're going to get on Friday as an opponent, it's a little – it changes your mindset as far as do we just need to grind this clock and get out of here or <laughs> – can we go out here and get a little confidence in in us? You know, yeah. and and you know the thing is, for the past two years in particular, this team has really wanted to be a run the ball, stop the run kind of team. Defensively, they've accomplished that for the most part. This defense has really played well over the last season and a half, with a couple of exceptions. That offensive inconsistency and um, that that unique ability to stop yourself has been, <clears throat> excuse me, thank you, JP, has been an issue for the for the central. <clears throat> I'm sorry. There we go. Um, it's been an issue for central and for that coaching staff. I think just again, just not knowing what you're going to get um, to their defense. They've been young up front. They've had some injuries up front. They've had some people unavailable up front for different reasons. And when you want to run the ball, that's a big deal. So if they go into page and they're able to run the ball, play the way they want to play offensively, this could be a heck of a matchup. The one thing that on paper kind of jumps out at you about this game is 
Central lost 42 to 13 at Giles County in week four. Two weeks after that, Page beat Giles County 36-10. Now, make of that what you will. If you want to get into comparing scores and that kind of thing, each game was stands at home. on its own. Page was at home. Giles County was at home yeah. for the Central game. And and the and the Brickyard is a tough place to play. I don't know if it's 30 points difference, but... Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how you... I don't know how you look at that in the grand scheme of things but what i do know is central has been inconsistent yes and when there's they, that and when they play well like brian coleman said you don't want to see them they're very good because they've got a lot of talent but when they don't live up to that talent it can be a long night for the purple and gold and that's one of the big issues that happened last week. You know that they're they're fighting for a playoff spot now because two they, weeks ago. I'm sorry. Yes, they're in their last game against mm-hmm. Franklin County. They're fighting for a playoff spot because of that. Oh, absolutely! Because they had an opportunity to go to Franklin County, a team that had not had a whole lot of success, and really solidify their postseason situation and ultimately did not you know they turned it over three times in the first half they only trailed seven nothing for everything that they had not done in the first half and just could not generate enough could not sustain enough offensively I mean again 15-11 final you got to feel like if you hold a team to two touchdowns you got a pretty good chance to win yeah Paige has Pay, I'm sorry, Columbia Central has never beaten Page. They are 0-3 in three tries. Uh, and the most points they've ever scored against this team was 12 three years ago in 2017 in their first matchup. So, I mean, you can, again, take that however you want. This is a young Page team, It's a though. different team. Yeah. But that's the thing. They've also been inconsistent. Yeah. They like the play that they're getting out of their junior quarterback, Jake McNamara. I spoke with um, Charles Rathbone briefly earlier this week, and um, they they feel like they're a young team, but they're growing up. And so, you know, like you said at the start, this is a is a um, sneaky, potentially good ball game right here. Page coming off a two week COVID quarantine they were open last week anyway but Mm -hmm. they also missed the summit game two weeks ago so rest and rust the last time they were on the field they got a 36 10 win over giles county and meanwhile central was off last week following that 15 11 loss at franklin county for fall break and they didn't practice so again rest and rust rest and rust we'll see what happens on friday over at page Again, Maurice will be there, and we'll have full coverage on sm-tnsports.com. Also, in a uh, probably not nearly as important and probably won't be nearly as good of a game, Dixon County travels to Thompson Station to take on Independence for the Eagles' homecoming The big storyline here is that Dixon County head coach Greg Burns is a former Independence defensive coordinator. Not sure what kind of impact that may have, though 
if we get into a Lane Kiffin Alabama situation, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I, I'm not sure that that's a parallel, but um, I I think the deal there there is as former defensive coordinator at Independence, Greg Burns may have a pretty good idea of what the Eagles and Scott Blade want to try to do. Sometimes knowing isn't enough. That's right. And um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be enough. And Independence hasn't had a quarterback quite like Jackson Campbell either. They have so, not. So whatever Independence may have done in previous years offensively, it doesn't look quite the same this time around. I think in um, in five games, Jackson is has accounted for upwards of 1,500 offensive yards and 19 touchdowns. So to say it starts and pretty well ends with him is not overstatement. Oh, not at all. We, we, however Jackson Campbell goes, this Independence team goes, and I expect that they will go for several points on Friday night. Dixon County just just not a very good team. They're one and six on the year, but their only win was a COVID win over McGavick. So on the field, zero oh and six. I tell you what, though they they will make some plays. They've got a kid, Clinton Schrader, who has rushed for five hundred ninety nine yards and five touchdowns. Um, so they they've got some talent, and they will probably break one or two. But over over forty eight minutes, like you said, I. I Again, we'll get into our picks later. But but uh, this is a good place for Indy to come back, you know, after having had some time off. Where did you get those stats, Mo? A little birdie. <laughs> a blue and white birdie, as a matter of fact. Um, happened to come across those on Twitter. We appreciate the Dixon County folks over there. For At DC Football Pride. Yeah, they, as a matter of fact, they are they are quite proud of their program over there. They they are, and, and as well they should be for their program. They, this is mm-hmm. a, this is a program that really deserves and needs to be uh, a a tough program to play with. You know, you and I have talked, and and I've been around here for a while, and there are some programs that you just feel like high school football in the area is better when they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of think of Gallatin, you think of Lincoln County. Um, Dixon County is probably in that bunch just from a traditional what they have accomplished over a long period of time standpoint. It just feels better when, when they're good, and it'd be fun to see them get back to that. I don't think there's any question. And, it, again, we will see that game. Uh, you can you can actually watch it on YouTube, the Independence media crew will be streaming that game on youtube you can also hear it on dash two sports network on mixler um so plenty of options to watch that one if you want to see homecoming over at independence again this dixon county team is i mean they've struggled since i've been here like i mean it's i came in and didn't realize that dixon county wasn't just a normal pushover you know i didn't realize what that 1980s Dixon County program was like. Mm-hmm. And even as recent as 2012, they were a district cha- or a region champion. So yeah. it it's kind of difficult for, for folks like me to understand that. But 
and, and especially probably for folks who go to independence because most of them are probably transplants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so hopefully that will turn around here in the near future and we will get some good Dixon County programs. And I think Greg Burns is the guy who can do that. You know, conversely, it's kind of tough for me to recognize and realize that that 1988 state championship that Dixon County won was 30 plus years ago. Yeah, it's rough. All right, we've got more high school football on the way. On the other side of the break, we'll talk about CA, Richland, Spring Hill, Summertown. We'll get to our picks, and we may talk about how bad the Braves were last night briefly, depending on how much time Very briefly. (laughs) It will take us less time to talk about the Braves today than it did for the top of the first inning to end yesterday, which was 34 minutes long, by the way. So, all right, we'll come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, right after this. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Spot right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Yeah, make sure you turn that hat around because otherwise you're going to hit the, mics, the, the mic holder. Every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time. We're not trying to look I, No, cool. this is not a fashion statement. If you, if you, <laughs> this is practical. If you manage to see the 15 seconds or so that we were on Facebook Live <laughs> and you saw my... Um, backwards cap it's it's not a it's not a fashion statement it's not a throwback to my baseball coaching days or anything like that it's just that i lean awfully close to the mic and tend to hit the mic stand if i'm not careful it's practical and and with that it's very practical and with that bill it's it's a little jarring you forget about it but um (laughs) i'm not trying to shade my eyes in here so i guess it's okay to turn it around it's all good. Yeah. Chris Yow here along with Maurice Patton on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We have still have four games to talk about, and we've got an hour to do it. So let's get right into it. What do you say? Hey, let's go. Ah, uh, man. Coming off of a tough loss last week, Columbia Academy is, one, needing a win – to just get some confidence, mm-hmm. but also a win potentially in at least it elongates their potential for a playoff spot. They host Tipton Rosemark on Friday night, and this is a game the Bulldogs really, you know, they've, they've had a little extra time to prepare, so maybe 
This is when they get they get a win. I don't know. They they need a win right here, and and it would be a good time to get it from the from the standpoint that as we spoke to earlier this week, their game against Clarksville Academy next week will go down as a COVID win for CA because Clarksville Academy is out of action. They are in quarantine here for the next two weeks. That game will not be played. So suddenly they would be looking at back-to-back wins going into their season finale at Fayette Academy. And with the uh, the Division 2A postseason set up that I still don't completely understand, three wins would probably – get them into postseason play. Now, where it would put them is a pretty unenviable position, I would think, but it would at least get them in. Well, here's where they stand right now. You have Tipton Rosemark is 2-4 and four in the region. With a win over Tipton Rosemark, now, that being said, Tipton – has Columbia Academy and Nashville Christian left, so you would have to assume that Tipton Rosemark were, would need to lose both of those. Mm-hmm. If they did, Columbia Academy gets a win this week and a win next week and a win against Fayette Academy, who is four zero and four right, or I'm sorry, zero and three in region play. I mean, you're looking at again it being. Davidson, Jackson, USJ, Trinity, and then Nashville Christian, Nashville, and then Columbia Academy. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. And and this um this Tipton Rosemark team, like you said, um, four and four. They won last weekend. They defeated Clarksville Academy forty three thirty two. But they've given up some points. Um, they've got a forty to nothing loss. They've got a forty nine to nothing loss. They've got a sixty three to seven loss, and they've got a forty eight to nineteen loss. So defense, not exactly a strong point for the Rebels of Tipton Rosemark and CA. Going back to their wing T roots this past weekend in that twenty two twenty one overtime loss to um Trinity look like they've started to get comfortable in that offense pretty quick. Max Ballard with a big night for them, 18 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown out of the fullback spot, I presume. And so um, if CA can can continue to work that offense and, again, limit turnovers, I think they had three in that loss. They did. Um, that's been a a bugaboo for them all season long. They've got to take better care of the football. But if they can do that here at home in their final home game of the season, they may have a shot. I I think it's it's very possible. I mean, again, three wins probably gets you in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So this is a must-win situation, obviously. They are – and here's the thing (laughs) – What's what's wild about this is that you know, Tipton Rosemark two and four, they you know, their two wins on the field were Fayette and Clarksville Academy. Right. So, kind of expected 
that they would be in this this lower tier of mm-hmm. of the, the the region. So and and they didn't score at all against Jackson or USJ. Yeah, and and so but they did score against Davidson Academy, which <laughs> well they they did score against Davidson Academy, but Davidson Academy did score against them quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean the fact that they scored at all is pretty impressive considering that outside of Franklin Road Academy they've no one given, else has they, yeah. they've given they've given up a grand total of 23 points on the year. Yeah. So Yeah, they <laughs> There's that. Davidson's been playing pretty well defensively all year including a 36 nothing win over CA right. back in week 4 when um when Charlie Lansdale was out for contact tra- tracing. Yeah. Yes coaching from his truck um maybe he could give nick saban i was just about to say that (laughs) can we get can we get a uh, can we get charlie lansdale and nick saban hooked up so that um nick can can get some tips on nick will be in one of those uh one of those g wagons from his mercedes uh (laughs) spot in the corner of the end zone there we go (laughs) just just pull him right up you know you know like the 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 walking circles on the edge we'll just we'll just drive him up to the top (laughs) (laughs) and and it it kills two birds with one stone because you're promoting the mercedes and and nick's got a great vantage point to coach from (laughs) anyway back to columbia academy yeah Uh, they 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 really need a win this week and again like you said that wing t now that they have the they have somebody to be their workhorse which is you have to have one guy mm-hmm. right you have max ballard you're gonna have to lean on him without franklin walker so if they're able to keep tipton rosemark off balance i think this is a game that they could and should win and, and i think again i think chris modesti is a speed guy that can get you that play on the edge from time to time i think he had 27 yards on six carries in that Trinity game the other night. I, I think um, you've got to see a little bit more of him offensively just to give you that change up to Max between the tackles. I mean, he's a guy that it's tough to catch him if, if he gets the corner. Yeah, yeah. So um, getting him the corner is going to be the key for them. But definitely a winnable game for CA and certainly one they need to win. No question. All right. Also, in uh, in speaking of almost must-win games, the Richland Raiders are in a situation where getting a win would be it, well. I mean, it's almost, it's pretty much vital for them to continue their playoff hopes as they ho- uh, host on Friday night Cornersville. And this is a Cornersville team, obviously not as dominant as a couple of years ago, but still but very still, good. Still the number nine team in the state, according to the um, Associated Press Class 1A poll. Right, and obviously they're sitting at 5-2 and two on the year with a COVID win over Mount Pleasant. Their two losses coming to Moore County, a 33 to 23 setback, and then a 14 to 7 setback at home against Fayetteville. Both of these teams played Fayetteville pretty well. Uh, and I, I think that kind of speaks to the toughness and the parity 
of this um, region. Again, we, t- we talk about it. These coaches call this the toughest Class 1A region in the state. Got three teams ranked. And like you said, Richland played Fayetteville close. Um, Cornersville lost by 10 to Moore County. A lot of parity, a lot of competitiveness in this league. Yeah, absolutely. And Richland has three rem- three games remaining in region play. They host Cornersville this week. They'll go to Moore County next week, and they have Huntland at home in week 11. So controlling your own destiny is yes. Richland personified right there. Yes, absolutely. Richland has every opportunity from here on out to – control their destiny they could they could play their way into a into hosting a playoff game exactly yeah i mean they've got three games left they're one and one in the region I mean, four and one would probably nail down a a first round home game for the raiders i would definitely nail down a first round home game as a matter of fact because they would have beaten everyone else with just one loss currently <laughs> so and this is only a six-team region yeah. which is huge. Uh, that makes a big difference. Um, Richland coming off of that loss to Spring Hill, but a little bit of momentum coming in that second half. We'll be interesting to see what Austin Seals' status is. Only got five carries for 21 yards in that Spring Hill loss and um, sustained some sort of a shoulder injury, I guess. He did, and I actually have an update on that. I talked with Nick Patterson this morning, and he is a game-time decision. Game-time so, decision. There you go. I don't uh, – with Austin Seals, they they are one type of team. With mm-hmm. Trey Walkington, they're, a different, they're a different type of team just because they're two different style runners. That being said, I think if you're Richland, after watching what Trey Walkington did last week – you can kind of take some of that pressure off of Austin Seals to be that guy and maybe spread the love a little. The thing is, you say they're one type of team with Austin Seals. They're a different type of team with Trey Walkington. Without Austin Seals, is Sam Edwards as effective in the run game as he is with Austin Seals in that read option? To be honest with you, I absolutely I mean, we watched it last week. We watched Sam Edwards be, you know, be effective, if nothing else, just as that decoy because you you kind of feel like you need to focus on Sam Edwards instead of the running back. And, again, Sam had a great game throwing the football. Mm -hmm. That's where he was really effective last week was because Walkington was able to get eight or nine yards carry at, at times, it really brought that defense up. And Spring Hill's got athletes in the back of that mm. defense. Oh, no question. So, yeah. now, I, I will say this. There were about ten Cornersville players standing at the end of the end zone watching that game last week. Ah. So, kudos to the Bulldogs for getting out and scouting their themselves on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. You like – well, I like to see high school kids going to other games for one Absolutely. Thing. You know, not – you know, for the scouting to to get an eye on their opponents, but also just you know getting out and supporting each other. I think it's kind of cool. It really is, and then they were having a good time. I mean, just standing there, standing down there in the end zone, just cutting up, having a great time, and that that's what high school football is all about. 
Uh, I'm curious to see how this one plays out because I, I truly feel like this is the best chance Richland has had in a while to make the playoffs. And Well, no, they went last year. Did they go last year? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, they went last year. They lost at Huntington in the opening round. That's right. They got in because of because of Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. That's what – okay. Uh, before that, their last playoff appearance was 2007. Yeah, it had been so. a while. <laughs> it had been a while. But, you know, again, with an opportunity to host a game potentially. So that would be another big step in the right direction for um, Nick Patterson and this coaching staff. Yeah, they lost last year to Cornersville 41-21, but I don't expect this game will be uh, nearly as spread out as that one. I, I feel like this is a really good, a really good football game waiting to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, again, Richland can take a lot of um, confidence out of that 1914 loss to Spring Hill this past weekend. Um, playing toe-to-toe with a Class 4A team the way they did and, and having an opportunity to win that ball game right down to the end, it's gotta, there's got to be some carryover out of that, I would think. Well, we've definitely seen some carryover from a, a momentum in a loss carryover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Spring Hill, we're going to talk about them on the other side of this break as they host Marshall County on Friday in a huge Region 4 4A game with big playoff implications for the first time in a while for the Spring Hill Raiders. When we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, where we wear carpenter pants because the 90s are coming back in style. Apparently. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. I need a place to store my hammer as I walk through the mall. Functionality and style. With my walk man, or my disc man. Your disc man, that's disc right. Disc man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> man. Some of these high school sports uniforms, man, it, it, it just blew my mind. I was looking through Twitter and found a high school that is using a, a jersey that, Mo, you said looked kind of like the, the dream team mm-hmm. from the early night from the 92 Olympics. And I have to agree with you. It's exactly what it looks like. And they've got the 1970s Patriot looking down the, down the side on the side with the, it's just it's wild man these these folks are and here's the thing is you remember when i guess the early 2000s when the the v-neck with the it kind of flattened off that mm-hmm. that was the style because you wanted you, you wanted it to be kind of tight now they're going back to that big old crew neck with the that kind of hangs off it hangs off looks like the um the fab five 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, bigger, bigger shirts, bigger shorts. Now the shorts are going back to the. They're shorts. going back to the eighties. Yeah, they're they, they're trying to wear the short shorts with these big long. With the with the baggy with the jerseys. baggy jerseys, it doesn't make any sense. That's an interesting combination. Anyway, scary combination. I, I don't. I don't know, truthful. man. I mean, hey, look, I don't have to wear it, so right. it's all good. Um, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, back to high school football. It is twenty-seven minutes past the hour of ten o'clock here in Columbia, Tennessee. It's Thursday. That means we're talking high school football and in the Southern Middle Tennessee sports coverage area, sm-tnsports.com, for all of the latest and greatest on high school sports in and around Murray County. We appreciate you guys checking out the website. Follow us on Twitter, at sm-tnsports. You got anything to tell us? Text us, 931-381-1017. Give us a call. You can talk to... Talk to us about Marshall County at Spring Hill, which is Friday night. That game will be on the NFHS network if you want to watch it. So check that out. Should be interesting. Spring Hill coming in here off of back-to-back victories. Um, They won a big region 4-4A game a couple of weeks ago against Maplewood, and then they um, defeated Richland, as we spoke to in the last segment, 1914. So, you know, they've got some momentum. Um, a little bit, of, and they can two in a row. Hey, yeah, one more, and that's, and that's called a winning streak. A streak. There we go. It has <laughs> happened before. Uh, Marshall County, meanwhile, six and one. They're only lost to Tullahoma. Um, more impressively, they defeated 2019 Class 4A state finalist Spring uh, Springfield. Excuse me, Springfield earlier this season. So the Tigers have been rolling. Quarterback Bryson Hammonds is thrown for a thousand yards, um, and that's a little different for Marshall County. I mean, having watched them for some period of time, they have been more of a run type offense, um, kind of transition and throwing it around a little bit more this time around, but being successful doing it. And Marshall County has been successful in just about everything they've tried to do, and the. <laughs> I mean, recently. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that. That's the credit of to one the program that they put together over there, but two just the fact that you know their kids buy in no matter what. It's it's a pride issue over there, and they high school football is is very important to the kids and the community in Lewisburg, and as it should be. Hey, yeah, we talked to um, Thomas Osteen last Friday before their. Um Second game of the season against Giles <laughs> County, which they won 25-15 to complete the season sweep, which you don't see that often at the high school level, not around here anyway. Not regular, regular season. Regular season, home and home, yeah. <laughs> it's but, very um, weird. It's it's 2020. Yeah, but, um, yeah, like you said, though, they, they have built a program and they have established – themselves as a team that's going to make deep runs into the postseason and that kind of thing and so for spring hill to maintain this momentum that they've built up over this last couple of weeks going to be a bit of a challenge friday night at buford gladney stadium i don't think there's any question that's going to be a challenge uh and this is a team that six and one on the year like you said just absolutely rolling right now and 
I don't expect that this is going to be a game that they will overlook Spring Hill at this point now that, again, the Raiders have a little bit of momentum. And that offense with Mac Ritchie a little bit different now and being able to get the edge is going to be important. Can they do that against Marshall County? I think that's the key. Yeah, that, and, and that is a um, – it's going to be vital for Spring Hill. You know, we've seen Landon Seacrest the last couple of weeks start to um, have more of an impact in this offense. And he and Dante Powell – Prowl, excuse me. Dante Prowl, the birthday boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are kind of those those speed guys for Spring Hill, those edge guys, and being able to get them out in space is is going to be pretty important for Spring Hill in this ballgame on Friday night. What are your expectations for this Spring Hill defense? How, do, how can they stop Marshall County – and, I mean, Giles County held them to 25 points. Maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe there's an, an opportunity for Spring Hill. What do they have to do? I think they've got to get heat on Hammond some kind of way. I think you've got to limit his um, vertical throws. Uh, I think you've got to um, get to him, make him a little uncomfortable because, it does, like I said, it doesn't look like they are running the ball as much or as effectively as they have in previous years, and so they are more pass-oriented. And, you know, with the receivers that they've got, they can make plays if they catch it. So I think the biggest thing is try to cut it off before it gets there. you got to be able to um, get to Hammonds and, um, you know, make it, maybe make him throw it quicker than he wants to or, or get there so he can't throw it at all. <laughs> That would be ideal, I'm sure. If you're if you're Ben Martin, just you know, ten or twelve sacks would be great. Uh, you know, six or seven maybe. <laughs> you know, might make a difference. <laughs> I would let, let's let's not get greedy, but you know, I mean, if you're gonna go, go all out. Go go big. Go big or go home. Uh, right? Yeah. This is just uh, it's so hard to to talk about this game and not reminisce to my first Marshall County Spring Hill affair which happened in Dante Smith's senior year when <laughs> Spring Hill went over there and it was a when I say it was a um a barn burner that's exactly what it was and you're talking about you know 34-27 one possession game that kind of thing just, just a lot of fun. So, and you know, the worst part about that is Dante was hurt in that ball game because he injured his ankle a week. few weeks prior, and it never really was right the second half of his senior year, unfortunately. But for him to have played that way against that team, with you know, while he was nursing an ankle injury, that was. That was the biggest thing there. Yeah, it was it was it was fun to watch. It was a great game. Uh hoping for the more of the same on Friday night. Again, that game is on NFHS network. If you want to watch it, you can do that. There is a fee to to pay, but it's um it's worth it if you want to watch high school football and you don't want to get out there in the middle of a pandemic. It's you know, it's an option. Sure. Also on Friday night, the final game of the week that we want to talk about. 
And when we talk, when you're talking about important games in playoff implications, Summertown Eagleville is about as big as it gets for these Eagles, and they will have practiced for one day today. They will get to practice today, and I guess a walkthrough. I assume they're not going to hit. I wouldn't think. You got to be careful though when you talk about the Eagles in this one. It's true. Uh, all Eagles, teams, all yeah. Eagles, all the time. Both, here. both teams are Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah, um, this Eagleville team has not necessarily enjoyed the success of some of their of their prior teams. Um, they come in here. I think they're one and two in they're, region play. They are. And so you've got a couple of teams kind of desperate in terms of trying to solidify some, some playoff statuses as Summertown is still looking for their first region game. They, um, they lost to Lewis County. They lost to Loretto. They, um, were unable to play against Forrest due to some COVID concerns. So they are down to their final two region games, Eagleville and then Community, later on here. And basically, they need to win both of these to have a shot at postseason play. That's correct. Uh, If they were to win both of these, they would finish the year two and two. Loretto still has Lewis County and I want to say Eagleville. They do, yeah. Lewis County and Eagleville. So what you hope for is if you're Summertown, you hope to win both of these against Eagleville and Community, and then you get Eagleville to beat Loretto, giving you the extra playoff spot. It's wild, man. Well, and and that's kind of what happens, you know, when you get to a point, you got to start looking beyond. You know, we talked about Richland controlling their own destiny. You know, at this point, Summertown, Summertown does not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. so they're probably going to have to have some help in addition to taking care of their own business. But they do have to take care of their own business. And they, this is a game that is winnable, no question. I mean, you're talking about. An Eagleville team who, you know, has not had a great year. They, their only two wins are Pickett County and Community, and those, it's not like those are, you know, really good football teams. That being said, you know, they played Forest well. They, you know. They're coming off a 39-7 to loss to Lewis County a couple of weeks ago, I think. I think they were idle this past week. Them and half the state, not three-quarters of <laughs> More the state. More than half, yeah. Yeah, because JP took off on – Thursday night about 10 o'clock. He got a chance to get home a little early. I was listening, and I was like, what's he going to talk about for the next hour? And then he was like, we're going to leave. And I was like, that's that's pretty smart. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's only so many times you can tell me the same 12 scores. If I was you, I'd be leaving. What a great idea. Have you been to a rodeo? I have been to a rodeo. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. Apparently, JP's been to more than one. That wasn't his first one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, Eagleville, Summertown, 
it's at Summertown. Again, this is a huge game mm-hmm. for Summertown. And again, one day of practice, rest or rust, we'll see what happens. I don't know what kind of I assume they're doing some kind of Zoom preparation. Oh, I'd like to Otherwise. think that they've been doing much socially distant preparation, but still, you know, to get on the field it's a lot different. once, you know, prior to a game of this magnitude, just kind of um it's gotta be a little unsettling for that coaching staff down there. There's nothing you can do about it. Maybe but- maybe Moat should call Mike Vrabel and ask him how that works out. <laughs> How, how how do you do this? Well, first you have to practice at NBA, I guess. But, uh. That's what they should have done. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back, and on the other side of a break, we will give you our picks and more. Talk briefly about the Braves' disastrous loss last night and game four tonight. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. To Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is time to tell you who will win on Friday night. Don't listen to me. I don't really know. I'm two games behind. But that's okay. It's better than three games behind. Better than three games. I did pick up a game last week, so there's that. Maurice, it is... um, there's several huge games, huge, and some really, not only are they important, but we expect to be very competitive games, and one of those is Zion Christian at Mount Pleasant. Who you got? I am going just on the strength of Mount Pleasant's size up front. Going to go with the host Tigers in this one. Yesterday, I said I was going to pick Zion. Unfortunately, after some late information, I think I'm going to go with Mount Pleasant as well. I think Mount Pleasant will get the win on a Friday night, but don't be surprised if Zion Christian makes it a lot of fun. I think it's going to be an entertaining ball game. Um, That's uh, certainly looking forward to seeing how it goes. All right, Columbia Central travels to Page. And I kind of have a curse. Every time I pick Columbia Central, they lose. But this week, they're going to break that. I got Columbia Central over Page. You know, I felt like back before they played Lincoln County, they were going to find a way to win a ball game, and they did. I feel like that 15-11 loss at Franklin County, they have kind of marinated in that for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think 
kind of have the same feeling about this game that I had about that Lincoln County game. I like the Lions here. All right, Dixon County at Independence. I don't think there's any question here. We're both going to go with Independence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going with Independence. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. Uh, I think Independence is definitely the winner there. Tipton Rosemark at Columbia Academy. What you got? You know, I was ready to pick Tipton Rosemark in this ball game, but the more I studied on it and thought about it and looked into the crystal ball, I think Columbia Academy gets it done on a close one here. I think Columbia Academy wins a couple touchdowns. Yep. Well, all righty then. I, I, I just got a feeling. I all got right. a good feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> and tomorrow is going to be a good night for the Bulldogs. There we go. Speaking of the Bulldogs, Cornersville's Bulldogs travel over to Richland. They take on the Raiders. What you got? I would really like to pick Richland in this ball game. I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs here. Nick Patterson will not be happy with you. I think he's come to expect it out of me. For some reason, he's less happy when you pick him. He's very so. Last week after the Spring Hill game, he comes down out of the box and he says, "I'm real." He said, "I hate we lost that game. I was going to laugh at you guys." He can laugh at you, but he's not going to laugh at me this week because I got the Richland Raiders as they pull a minor upset over the Cornersville Bulldogs. You know, if I was 45-0 and 0 on the season, it would bother me, but I'm 34-11, and 11, so what's one more loss <laughs> at this point? I, you know, I, I don't mind being wrong on this one anyway. Yeah. All right, Marshall County at Spring Hill. I've got the Tigers by the tail. <laughs> Uh, Buck Owens. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going with the Tigers in this one as well. You know they are they are ranked number four in the state in 4A um, for a reason. They, exactly, they have beaten a state finalist from last year, and they have put up a lot of points. Um, and I'm just not sure that Spring Hill can match up with that offensive output. I like the Tigers here. All right, Eagleville at Summertown. This is gonna be this is gonna be a weird game. I have no idea how it's gonna play out, and because I have no idea how it's gonna play out, I'm picking Summertown because I'm hopeful. I don't think that's a bad pick. I mean, um, you know, games like this when they're weird like this, sometimes they tend to favor the home team. I just think that one day of practice, unless you're the Titans. It's not a recipe for success. No Jadavian Clowney over there, huh? No, no. Um, Derrick Henry ain't walking through that door. <laughs> and Josh Norman doesn't want to see him if he does. I'm taking <laughs> Eagleville in this one. All right. And finally, our by design cabinetry game of the week. Shelbyville's Eagles fly over to Spartan Stadium. Summit hosting Shelbyville. Last time these two teams played, it was in the quarterfinals of the state playoffs, and Summit got the win. What happens on Friday night, Mo? So you say two wins isn't a streak. Is that right? Two wins is not a streak. That's according not- according to um, Lou. Lou Brown. Lou Brown. So. Yeah. Well, that's okay. you got to win two before you can win three. I like the Spartans in this one. 
Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think Summit gets the win here. I think they're just a little bit too talented on the offensive side, and they're going to be able to get it done on defense. So Summit it is. Really excited about that one. All right, there you go. Those are our picks. You can find Mostradamus. He'll break down a little bit more about those games on sm-tnsports.com later this afternoon. Correct. All right. I guess since we have nine minutes left, we should probably talk briefly about how yesterday was very disappointing in that the Atlanta Braves came into the NLCS with a two games to none lead. There was a little bit of momentum carrying over from, from the night before, but 11 runs in the top of the first inning for the visiting Dodgers at Globe Life, <laughs> at Globe Park, Life Park in Arlington. In Arlington. Yeah. Um, this is and the last time that the Braves um, gave up 10 runs in an inning was game five of last year's NLDS. And this one felt kind of worse. You know, I didn't get to see that game, that St. Louis game, but it kind of felt like I was watching that game yesterday afternoon, you know. The sad thing is Kyle Wright is going to catch a lot for that 11-run first inning. And I'm not sure how much of that is deserved. I think he got squeezed a little bit. He certainly got squeezed a little bit. That being said, I'm going to give you the ump scorecard. <laughs> and you're not going to like it. Oh, well, don't give it to me. Um, <laughs> Jim Reynolds, overall accuracy of 94%. Outside of the zone accuracy, he was 96%. And inside zone accuracy, he was 91%. Now, that being said, and that's not bad. That's that's actually pretty good overall. That being said, an 0-1 pitch to Bellinger with a runner on second, which, by the way, was Will Smith, who should have been out. I thought he beat that play. He did, but he came, came off, off the, the bag, bag okay. while being tagged. Okay. His hand came off the bag and his foot had not yet made it there. He was out. Well, but that's a play you can't challenge because it's just too close to call well, in the first there were, inning. There were just so many plays blown. I mean, Justin Turner kicks a ball and gets a hit by pitch. Yeah, that happens way later than this. Here's the th- but, here's the thing with Bellinger, 0 and 1, two outs, Will Smith on second base. Bellinger's about to hit a home run, okay? Mm-hmm. But before that. But before that, on the 0-1 o- pitch, the ball is at uh, – the entire ball is inside the strike zone at, at the, the belt, and it's a ball, which completely changes the, the at-bat. At bat. Yep. You go from 0-2 to 1-1, it's, it completely changes the at-bat. Now, that being said, they were teeing off. And they were seeing the baseball as well as I've ever seen a team see the baseball. I didn't hear any trash cans. So. And that's the thing. I mean, this, this at some point the Dodgers were going to do this. They were going to go off. They were going to score a lot of runs, and that's okay. At the end of the day, yeah, they scored 15 runs. But you know what? They, all, they, they can't take any of those to today. 
<laughs> there is no carryover. So, and, and and as I said to you this morning off air, it's one game. It's one game, and the Braves I mean, are still ahead. It was ugly. It was ugly. It was disappointing. It was all of that and more, but it was one game. The Dodgers still have to beat the Braves three times before the Braves can beat them twice. And with this offense, it could happen anytime. Today, we get Bryce Wilson against Clayton Kershaw. As we've talked about on this show, the Atlanta Braves tend to hit better against better pitching, as shown in their last game, in game two. Mm -hmm. And even against Bueller, they hit Bueller well. They just couldn't get the timely hit to, to score the runs. They left a lot of runners on base. If playoff Kershaw is a thing, and by the way, playoff Kershaw is a thing, then the Atlanta Braves plus playoff Kershaw should be a recipe for success for the Braves in which they then could go up 3-1 conceivably in the series. Here's the thing, and like I texted you last night, because we pulled Kyle Wright with after throwing only about 18 or 20 pitches, he could conceivably throw in game five leaving you Max Fried and Ian Anderson for games six and seven if necessary. You're going to see Kyle Wright again in this series. I think so. And I, don't, I think you I don't have know to. If, I don't know if it's going to be a start. I don't know if it's going to be an opener. I don't know if it's going to be in long relief. But particularly if this thing go happens to go seven, I hope like I'll get out it doesn't. But he didn't – one, he didn't go long enough to – be burned for the series too i think he kind of needs to get back out there as a young pitcher and again he didn't he didn't throw he four didn't, pitches no he was forced to throw in the zone into a smaller zone because of jim reynolds inept questionable yeah. strike zone yeah so again if you know if you're not getting the calls in the strike or at the corners you got to throw it in there. In the, yeah, yeah. Once you lose the uh, – I mean, he wasn't getting the edges at, in any direction, up, right. down, in, or out. At all. So he had to throw meat. And this just in, the Dodgers can hit that. Yeah, no kidding. And then you you, you factor in the, the short wall in right field plus the wind blowing out. Now, that said – not many of those balls were cheapies that were hit either. No, 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 no. I, but still, I mean, and then of course you get the look of the Braves hitting uh, Ozzy Albies in the first inning hitting one 406 feet six inches when the walls 407. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help you, you know. But what you did like, Camargo was on some balls. Camargo looked good hitting, but you can't play him at third base. You can't put Riley back in left field. It was bad. And that's not his fault. No, no, it's not. I mean, he stumbled on that one ball that Seeger hit, but I I think Mookie was going to score on that ball anyway. But he also, but he also the, misjudged the second he one. Kinda, yeah, he kind of turned that into a circus there. Yeah. It was just, it was just a, a, a series of unfortunate events from Lemony Snickets. Christian Pache. Pache gets his first home run, joins Andrew Jones and one other to hit their first home run in, in postseason post under 22. Yeah. Anyway, it game is game four. Game four tonight at seven 
o'clock central. Seven oh eight. At a decent hour. Yep. So make sure that you are paying attention to that. High school football, uh, full schedule tomorrow night. Join us back tomorrow at 9 a.m. as we talk about high school sports from around the other coverage areas. We have, you know, we'll talk about some folks out east and west and south. We are going to visit with Brian Barrett from WGNSAM 1450 over in Murfreesboro because there is an interesting game taking place tomorrow night in Rutherford County. There is. All right. It's going to be a great one. We appreciate you guys joining us. Follow us on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Follow us on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. And we will see you tomorrow morning on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia. Cool